Hello, welcome to episode 11 of Expanding with Brianna. Thank you for tuning in. So, how are you? I really want to know how are you. I really want to hear from you. Um, send me a message on social media, connect. Um, if you're having a hard time, reach out to me or somebody you trust. If you're sick of cooking the same dinners and you want new ideas, uh, let me know. We can swap some recipes. We're making uh, spaghetti uh, meatballs, veggie, veggie spaghetti meatballs tonight. And um, if you've just seen a funny video, send it away. I love funny videos. I'll be delighted to hear from you. Um, in today's episode, I had a great conversation with Shanae Cullen. Um, it was great fun. She's a woman with great talent. Her artwork is so beautiful. Check it out. She runs a weekly creative um, workshop. I attended it and I really enjoyed it. She played beautiful music. And she has many ideas for her future. So check out the links and uh, episode notes. And um, let me know your feedback. Any topics for the next episodes, all is welcome. So there you go. Enjoy. Welcome to my podcast, my <laughs> space to connect. I love um, talking to people. And um, I, I met you on a, on a creative course. And um, um, I see some of your work, some of the paintings, and I joined one of your workshops. I really enjoyed it. So I um, really appreciate you giving me your time. And I would love oh. to learn more about you. I'll let you introduce yourself um, because I, I don't know much about you and I don't want to put words in your in, in your Sure, sure. Tell us more yeah. about yourself. Well, thank you. Oh, first of all, thank you, Bojana, for inviting me here. It's, uh, it's lovely to be you know, it's just lovely to be in a new space and to talk to somebody that, because I don't know you really well either. So this is lovely. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really sweet, it's a really sweet, um, sweet space. So I'm Sinead Cullen, that's my name. And as to what I do, it, I really wish I had a short way of, <laughs> of describing it. So it's, it's one of those things that people ask me, I'm like, oh God, ask me anything else, but don't ask me what I do. But um, I'm, I'm trained as an architect. Um, okay. and I still am actually I'm not, I'm not fully not practicing full-time and I focus on environmental architecture I've always had a real passion for um, what I do in the world being of benefit to especially the natural world so that's my kind of grounding my background and then I've always been uh, a painter and through architecture I've always been paint, painted and obviously we, we do a lot of drawing and different kinds of drawing within architecture so that's always been a huge passion of mine and been selling work along the way and I have a huge passion for sculpture so I've made installations I've you know I delved into making bronze pieces I have a few installations around the place and I love um insula I love um sculptural installations that create something different in the space. So I've hung lots of pieces of paper in a little meditation space. And, and on top of that as well, I'm also, um, I'm a movement medicine teacher, which is, it's a form of uh, 
ecstatic dance, I suppose, or mindful dance. And it's quite a modern, it's kind of a, it's a modern mix of shamanic practice and mindfulness. And to me, uh, yeah, dance is just, it changed my life and say, I think it really saved my life actually on several occasions. And probably how I would know how you would have met me was in my class yes. where I combined that dance with encouraging, you know, or creating a space for other people to explore and explore their creativity. So that's, like, you know, that's the... <laughs> that's <laughs> Somehow, some, someday I'm going to like, it'll be like lovely and succinct, <laughs> but at the moment it's, um, it's evolving, yeah. It's beautiful. Tell me, how mm. did you come about the architecture? How, how did the, um, that start? How did you pick that part in the beginning? How did I pick art? Uh, mm, yeah, it's interesting. Really, that's actually quite simple. I loved, I loved art and I loved physics. I, oh. I, I had quite a, a mathematical mind, but more kind of, I love the way physics was, I love the application of it. I remember making little DC motors and things in, in school and I just loved it. And I loved the precision of it. And you had to, just some, something about it that really kind of blew my mind. I found it challenging but I loved it and then I loved art as well and I couldn't do the two subjects in my school um, so I ended up choosing art outside of it and I found this amazing teacher and we were doing screen printing and batik and all sorts of amazing things that I wouldn't necessarily have done in school so architecture was a way of bringing what I felt was this the structure of physics or that structure of a mathematical thinking and the freedom of art and I, I've always wanted them to be able to move between really consciously move between structure and freedom and architecture definitely does provide that Amazing. <laughs> but didn't the training anyway <laughs> or the yeah the college it's really nice um, to see how that came to for you know to, to uh, visualize for you or to to realize it because I think like that a lot of uh, young adults struggle with the regular route or the professions that are offered and the subjects like you said in school and if mm. you like two subjects that don't come together it's very it's very conflicting because like you said maybe you mm. like art or maybe you like sports or maybe you like other things that don't necessarily have a, a route or a path mm. um, ahead so it's it's thank you for sharing that it's it's inspiring and yeah. When I hear uh, people following their passion or following, finding a solution or finding options for mm. what they like, it's inspiring and it's uh, encouraging, uh, rather than uh, not not questioning and kind of maybe going along. But you know, it, it's all. That's an all. That's a whole interesting topic of conversation yeah. because. Um, yeah, I, I think that I probably was drawn to art as well. You know, when I was in secondary school, I thought that I wanted to do art, but I really needed the structure as well. So it's like, how do I find this structure part? I wanted this structure thing. But I've often wondered about, I know in the US, that's the way they go to, I always I always loved the way they described how they would go to, to university was you picked a school and you did lots of different subjects. And this to me was like, oh, yeah, that's the way we need to do it. I always figured it was a bit strange choosing at 17 or 18 years of age in Ireland, what you're going to do potentially for the rest of your life. And it just felt like um, shoehorning to me. It might suit others. 
but it's, it made me, yeah, it made me very conscious of talking to my nieces and nephews. I, I used, I would often ask them, because a lot of people would ask a child, what are you going to be when you grow up? And so I used to ask them the question of what things would you combine together? You know, what all the things you love, what would you combine together? And I remember, I think one of my nephews said like, I love cooking. And this is at the time, you know, I love cooking. I love geography. Um, so maybe I'll be like a traveling chef that explores this, that, and the other. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so it gets, it gets thinking in a different way. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I really, I saw something the other day about somebody saying how inspired they are by the new generation because they're really molding these new professions that, you know, mm. or basically just molding what they want and not yeah. being uh, afraid to, to look for a solution. And um, my... <laughs> not now, Zoya. It's your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Later, oh. okay? <laughs> I have to talk to my friend right now, okay? No, no, no. Zoe, I have to talk to my friend, okay? <laughs> this is how it goes. I'll be back in a I second. I know. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. She has her eyes on um, Easter eggs. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Tempting. And I swear yeah. to God, the minute I switch on the computer, they go, this is my clear now. I can yeah. do whatever I want. <laughs> anyway, that's how life rolls. <laughs> exactly. No, this is, we're all getting used to things being done in different ways. And which is great. I think, oh, I, actually, I think this like, this kind of, it's, it, it's in tune with what we were talking about. It's like the world needs us to be able to explore things, uh, you know, in different ways rather than yeah. locking things down and saying, you know, that really reminds me of kind of the, that industrial kind of approach that, you know, we, we're going to start here and end here and this is the process. It's like, well, what, have, what happens if you explore it in a slightly different way or can do things differently? And this last year has been awful in lots of ways, but it's been teaching us that... Yeah, things can actually happen in different ways. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to question, like you know, this system they came up with it in the fifties or whatever it is, nine to five and all this. Mm. So of course there is good sides of it, and we learn from it. And there's other things that okay, how about we review it fifty years later or whatever and see what's what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big question, I remember there was a woman called Barbara Max Hubbard and she was around in the 1930s and 40s, I think it was, when she was a young woman. Uh, I might have those dates wrong, but she actually went to the president of the United States at the time. And she obviously was from a, you know, had some kind of family where she had connection. And she said, like, what is the dream? What is the point of the dream? What are we doing it for? And I think it's a really valid question. We talk about efficiency and effectiveness and getting things done and progress and growth. But why? Yeah. Why growth and why do it? And I think it's been a big driver for me. I've been running around most of my life asking, but why am I doing Why would you do that? Why are you doing this? And, you know, sometimes it is really good to, you know, to hunker down and you really get something done. But every, you know, it's kind of like, every now and then you need to kind of pop up and have a look around and go like, 
great. Hold on a second. Like, you know, are we doing this? This is this. Does this make sense? This this yeah. little thing that we're doing makes sense. And we take ourselves very seriously. Like that, children have that uh, yeah. innocence and kind of. Go, Zoe will say to me, "Why are we rushing? Why are we going so fast? <laughs> I don't know why. We're just going. I don't know. <laughs> we're just doing it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. We, they're we, wise teachers. <laughs> yeah. They're, we only listened. <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking about challenges and like that uh, questioning things that are we perceive are going wrong. Sometimes things are definitely not going as we, we want mm. them. How do you find you, you approach these things? Do you did you find the last year challenging? Did you? Um, how, how actually well it, yeah. yeah challenge well it depends on the challenge obviously um, um but probably what my instinct often would be to step away and i used to kind of judge myself as being someone who runs away from challenge and then i realized actually it's like i tend to stand back and observe and look at it and wonder about it and sometimes too long sometimes i probably spend too long looking at it and observing it but my instinct would be definitely to kind of sit back and go what, what, what the heck is this and what's going on and ask the whys and ponder yeah. about it and try and understand um, the kind of the system, the connections. And, uh, and that can be an amazing thing. It's kind of a double-edged sword, I yeah. suppose. That can be a fantastic thing to sit back and understand. And sometimes we can get lost because you can end up down rabbit holes of, but what's that over there? <laughs> so... Yeah, and it's interesting because that something I'm I was really fascinated with for quite a while is permaculture, and it's just a way of looking at it's a system of looking at the world and looking at sustainability, and obviously through the environmental architecture that would have come in as a as an area of interest, and they've got a series of principles, and the first principle is to observe. So you know whether if you get I suppose a lot of the a lot of the the principles of permaculture they would have come from. The two words is permanent and agriculture and the initial idea was that it's how you work with land and it's um so if imagine getting a new piece of land you'd observe it and they would say observe it for a year and we tend to rush in and have this idea and i know i can do this as well um just like dive in and go this is where i'm going to start but it is fantastic to sit and observe and see. And that's where I find, I'm, I'm out here in the west of Ireland and it's one of the most amazing teachers in the last year for me has been out in, in nature and just spending time and observing. And even when I do have a challenge now, I'll, yeah, when I have a challenge now, I'll tend to head out for a long walk and just let it simmer um, and just observe the world around me. And, you know, sometimes a solution lands and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you wait and but you definitely feel better for having taken a few breaths and taken you know taking some time yeah. that's wonderful really really mm. nice i think we don't put enough value or priority on standing still and mm. in in kind of general if anything we we look at it i definitely struggle with that myself that I'm being lazy or I'm taking mm. the, the foot off the and I think I'm working on prioritizing that and giving it that much more value even 
with the running on the rest days, you're like, no, I should be doing something. The rest mm. is so much uh, more important nearly than the, the work days. Um, really? I think we, we yeah. the more we speak about it like that, the more you we share, you're sharing your experience and your benefits of it. It's, um, it, it opens up the, the opportunity. And what mm. about um, joys? How do you find yeah. do you kind of wait for bigger events or do you have bigger goals Joy. or more of a daily practice? How do you approach that? Um, gosh, joy. Yeah, I think that this is something that we can tend to ignore. I can tend to ignore for sure. Um, yeah, I think joy has, for me, it's, well, and, and, you know, before last year, it would have been meeting up with friends and I would have, I danced a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, so um, I, I'm in, involved in the, the Dublin Dance Co-op and we would, we meet, we still meet once a week online and just dancing and just allowing yourself to enjoy your, the movement of your body, the rhythm, being with um, friends. And I've got fab friends that I can just be, we can be completely goofy together. So that is a real source of joy. Dance is an amazing source of joy for me. Um, and at the moment, I don't, don't have as much access to that. But again, I, I keep on looking out the window here. You guys can't, you can't see it. But it, yeah, being out in nature and actually spring springtime now is it is really joyous. Like just seeing all the little plants and things growing and like the lambs out in the fields and uh, and the you know the birds are all busy and there is a different energy so but even in the winter even in the middle of winter there's a huge amount of, of joy I found a few huge amount of joy in observing um, just the changes like every single day there's changes in the natural world and that's I think on two levels perhaps you know just the when I'm when I have a challenge when, you ha when I have a challenge probably the thing to do is to move towards joy and that's what's happening being out in nature you're moving more towards um coming up out of your own stuff or coming up out of my own stuff and just seeing what's really beautiful around right the light or the water or the, it's every day there's something amazing and that's what I was like for the last year I've been I've been painting every day so taking a a painting from taking a photograph from nature or a video and then painting that and that has really genuinely given me so much joy even on the days where I thought there's nothing to paint just, oh, I just I can't be bothered I just can't do it <laughs> and then just suddenly finding like wow you know when I when I sit down and observe and then afterwards sit down and begin to paint something happens there's an alchemy in in creativity as well that brings a huge amount of joy for me and even when it's expressing when I'm in a, a tough place to move it to set that, that movement of it move, at least it, I mightn't be an ecstatic joy but it's moved the the dial in some way towards a place of of more happiness mm. wow beautiful hey didn't didn't know I was going to say all that there you go <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing about when you said um, I can't be bothered or what will I be painting because we have and I think for all of us for all the different professions or what what's um, what we're doing we have an image mm. 
what an artist looks like, you know, real oh, yeah. joyous and in the flow painting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even feel like it. it's so funny to see a different view and mm. the same. And I have this picture um, about mothers and what society thinks we're doing all day, what I think mm. I'm doing all day, what actually <laughs> is happening, what my husband thinks I'm doing all day, you know, mm. it's all the different angles of it. Uh, different but, perceptions of yeah, us, yeah exactly and i think that's for for all like when you see when i think of what teachers are doing and what they're actually do, like for all i think angles of all professions but yeah. it's when you said that i don't even feel like <laughs> what is mm. <laughs> it's so funny it's what is it yeah what is a what is any profession what is a what does an, an artist does lots of different things and mother does lots of different things during the day like there's no one thing but yeah I love that idea of the artist with the beret you know sitting in front of the easel where most of the time it's probably tearing something up and going a bit crazy <laughs> like ah I do oh, remember the, being sorry go on, go on. no no that we think of when other people are doing something they come across so confident and I think as mm. artists being so confident in their work and and uh, the, I, I talked to you, I talked to a few other the girls and um, guys from the group. Mm. No, no, nobody is so confident as they appear on their Instagram feed or on their, you know, on their mm. work, you, you realize. Um, so it's, it's an interesting and very brave of you to show this, this angle of you. But yeah. I think, I think the social media, I think social media is great. I do enjoy it, but I do think that we only see the positive, you know, we only see the really the people, people go there to celebrate. And I, I think that on, on tough days, it's a really tough place to, it, it, I can be drawn there even when I'm having a challenge, when I'm having a challenging day and it, it's not good for you. It's not good for my psyche. It's not good for my mental health because you, it gives a very skewed idea of what, what the world is. That's where sitting down and hearing somebody speak it's where i think podcasts or interviews they are they're so valuable i remember this what my favorite architect when i was um, leaving college i was in the, in the mid 90s and uh, i wanted to be in new york and this guy's name is stephen hall and i just love the work that he did and i just had this idea of working with him um so I couldn't get a job with him. There was a queue of like 500 young architects down the street waiting to work with him. But I remember hearing an interview with him and he talked about, people were saying like, how do you come up with your ideas? And he talked about being in this room that he would just cover it in sketches on butter paper. But he said, I think 90 or 95% of the sketches would go into the bin because it's like, you know, most of it was just, he was calling you know he was saying it just wasn't any good but it was on the way to I mean all you see is the the, the building the finished building at the end of it you, you know most of us don't get the story of the building the same we don't get the story of the the sculpture or we don't get the story of the painting or the whatever or the book the book is whatever it might be that people yeah. are creating we are getting the it's the the very end you know the product but so much has gone into it so much has so much else has happened yeah the so, person's yeah. journey to get there mm. it's very it's very important too where they say oh an overnight success <laughs> what about the last 30 or 40 years of your life yeah yeah 
overnight yeah exactly overnight because of 30 years of hard work <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true okay. it's in, I've, I've been yeah i've been actually i've been um fascinated by the process of of making or creating and it was part of when i was in college actually my the, the final year thesis i did it was a i designed a sculpture center and a lot of it was about bringing um members of the public into spaces where sculptors were working and they could sculptors could choose whether people came in or not and you could actually engage with the artist and see the work in progress and then they would end up in a in a in, in a beautiful gallery it's the same thing a gallery everything looks perfect in a gallery everything's white and pristine and perfect lighting and um but you haven't seen the mess you know in the in the creation the workshop breath. in the back <laughs> yeah i've always i've always preferred those spaces and you understand so much more about a piece of art as well i think a lot of people only spend a few seconds looking at a painting whereas when you know a bit more about it you stand and you go wow it's when when you know the story it means something completely different there is something very valuable in just observing for sure just that kind of you know and the real big iconic paintings of you know throughout history you know stop us in our tracks but um when we know the story of things as well yeah it, it changes our relationship yeah it changes our relationship to them yeah. very very mm. true yeah. yeah i um have one more question for you um about how do you expand your knowledge or bring on transformation or creative ideas but I, yeah. I have a guess you you mentioned nature a lot so i'm sure that comes into play here too yeah nature and for a long time to be really honest with you when i didn't really know what to do i would um like uh, i would buy a ticket and i would travel somewhere and i've ended up i've traveled a lot in, oh, in my lifetime which is which is great it is great and um and it's been amazing to explore different cultures and spend time in different countries and i love to travel slowly and i love to observe and to draw and to take photographs and i love to be in places for you know rather than days i like to spend weeks or months and um so i was really a few years ago actually i was really curious about eco villages intentional communities so i spent two years um traveling to different communities and writing about them in a blog and then and painting as I went and sat in the paintings. And it was an amazing way to learn. And I think that's, they talk about adult learning. Adults, they say they learn by experiencing. I think I took that really to heart. I was like, I need to go and experience the, these places. Because there's no way in a book you could understand what an eco village is. You just think it's going to be a bunch of hippies running around in sandals. And every one of them, I think I visited about 20 of them, everyone was so different, every community, some, yeah, some definitely quite out there, but most just groups of very ordinary, very amazing, very ordinary people doing very amazing things. And again, being so much of what they're doing is about being creative and facing their challenges. Um, and it's interesting that you talked about challenge and joy and in so many communities, it's about balancing, you know, engaging in challenge together, but making sure you've got time for joy. And that there's something in the culture of a community that, you know, that a healthy community that lasts a long time seems to have that balance um, more kind of sorted out as part of their culture. 
um, yeah, because it's, 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 it can be so easy to just to, to lock in and just to work away. But why are we doing it? Yeah, to enjoy one another, enjoy our relationships, enjoy nature around us, enjoy life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Where were these uh, villages made? Were they in Europe or? Yeah, well, I started off in, in Europe, I, um, in the oldest eco village, probably in, in Europe anyway, is in Fintorn in Scotland. I spent a bit of time there, but then I was in Spain and Sweden, in Denmark, and then I went to um, Colombia. I spent six months in Colombia visiting different communities there, and I really wanted to visit some indigenous communities, you know, um, and so I got to spend time and they're not eco communities, but they, you know, what's an eco community is, is really a way of bringing people back into touch with what community is, you know, it's not definitely not a new thing. And that's why it was lovely to be in, I spent a bit of a little bit of time with the, the Kogi people up in north of Colombia in the Sierra Nevada mountains and just to see their way of living. And I did, I wasn't in their villages all the time. I was kind of more adjacent to them, but I did get to really simply spend some time where they'd, um, they're just so easygoing. And just a lot of, a lot of the day is about relationship, about talking to one another, about telling story, about sharing. Um, yeah. And that's what I've noticed in visiting a number of different indigenous groups. Um, there's a lot of time spent sitting telling stories and it's and, and I, I know that you know in the past kind of in that kind of colonization era that era of the beginning of colonization people that would have been perceived as being lazy yeah but it, it's the it's the thread that that binds the communities together and I've always the amount of love I've seen between grandmothers and grandkids and there'd be lots of kids and lots of older people and younger people. And it was very hard to know who the kids belonged to because they seemed to be safe with everybody. Yes. And that's, that was really, really beautiful and really heartwarming. And it definitely took a bit of time for me because I'm like, come on, we have to be doing something. <laughs> Surely we should be doing something. What's the plan something. for today? What, what are we Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> okay now we're gonna chat and chill and and then stuff gets done and it really you know whatever needs to get done does actually get done so and i'm not saying everything that's done in the the western world is all wrong and over the in indigenous communities is all right but there is something to be learned from both and to be woven together um yeah so that's for inspiration it's always it's it's always fascinating to dive into a different culture because again you need to take time it's never what you think it's going to be yeah so it's really interesting thank mm. you for sharing that i find the same in um i'm, I'm training to be a celebrant and i feel very strongly ah. about rituals and celebrations yeah. but you know in different parts of our life and um as much as you know i aim to create um rituals that are not, you know, I'm not going to be a priest or a Catholic religion, mm. but I really want to learn from the Catholic and all the other religions and all the other communities of how they're mm. celebrating these moments mm. and um, incorporated depending on, on, the, on the people that are, uh, that want to work with me. 
uh, the different options, not so much like you said to say that one is wrong, that the Catholic Church uh, religion um, ritual is wrong or that the, the Muslim or whatever, that it's not wrong, but I really want to learn what are they about, what are they actually representing mm. e each, each part of the, say the christening or the communion in the ritual what does it actually mean? Why, why are we drinking yeah. from this cup, or why are we, yeah. you know, why are we doing a cross in front of our body? What does it mean? Up, down, left, right, or whatever it is. Yeah. What is that? Like you, like you said, just to question it. <laughs> why are we? Why are we here? What are yeah, <laughs> and and some and, and so much of that. I mean, ritual is hugely important, um, and even the simplicity of the ritual of a meal together. It's one of my favorite things is having a meal with friends. It's probably the thing I've missed the most actually in the last year. But I think that um, but what's in my mind actually when you speak is like celebrant. What an amazing thing to, 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 to become, to become a celebrant. It's like facilitating celebrations. I love it. That's, it's very beautiful. But um, I think that ritual is hugely important for us and to honor so much of it. All these religions, I mean, they're made up of the honoring of, of different stages of life, honoring birth, honoring death, honoring union. You know, it is all about honoring and celebrating, you know, where we can. And Every it's hugely day, important. Like you said, a meal together is a, is a pause in the day. And as a, as a bigger celebration, whether it's a wedding or uh, he's dying for the Easter chocolate. <laughs> five minutes, okay? I'll talk to you in five minutes. Take two. I want to talk to my friend right now. In five minutes, you have to wait, okay? <laughs> you have to wait, Zoe. I'm talking to my friend right now. Yes, I'll tell you in five minutes. <laughs> Everything is so urgent. I know now it's very hard. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we'll wrap it up. No problem. Um, yeah. Please share your work. Share, uh, tell us how we can connect with you and experience uh, more of your work. Yeah, um, it's my, my website, which has been changed and transformed a bit and still a work in progress, but it's SineadCullen.com. Um, is my website so there's a little video there that talks I talk a little bit about what creativity means for me and I, I have my I have described my classes and then some of my work um, I also have a there's a link on that to a blog that the blog that I wrote when I was visiting the eco villages and that's called that was a, a project called let's create better ways of living so there's a link I must make sure there's a link on my website now, actually, to that because it's a nice blog. Um, and send that's me, it. And I'm on the links. I'll include them in the in the. Yeah, notes. please. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and I'm on 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 Facebook and Instagram and stuff so as well. So people can see your art. They can buy mm -hmm. your art, and they can yeah. see what classes you offer in book classes. Yeah, yeah, and that's a an evolving yeah an evolving space. Maybe I'm just as I'm speaking to you. You're talking about your business being called like expanding i'm kind of wondering should mine be evolving <laughs> we'll see yeah and exactly i think that gives us room to change it down the line you know in a year mm. or whenever it's like that doesn't really you know match 
the, the, the idea today. So you're evolving into something or expanding into, into something, something else. <laughs> in yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sinead. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. Thank you, Bayana. So did I. Really <laughs> lovely. Wow. I uh, wish you a lovely day and, um, and you. I'll, I'll let you know when the episode goes up, but do send me the links and we, we'll, I'll include Great. Them. Yeah. I'll send on links to you and uh, thanks so much. And I'm actually really, it, it, it feels like the, yeah. And you, it feels like the beginning of a bigger conversation. Yes. hundred percent. 30 minutes is very short. So yeah, but all good. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks a million. And, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Good luck with the Easter eggs. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.